Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Now today's message is going to be very short, just about 15 minutes. So those of you who are feeling hungry, allow the hunger to flow because it will soon be appeased. Now, today I'm moving to the next part, seven. First part of I shall not want. I've been preaching, I've preached maybe for my two years on this topic, so if you are tired of it, you can go to third service. But uh, I'll be preaching, I shall not want, and all those in this service are going to be millionaires. So, you are the next millionaire in town. People will not be able to recognize you. Your, your car is being manufactured right now. Some people are rejoicing because they think they have latest car, but yours is more latest than any car that is in the system. God is a provider, part one. Number two, 20 ways by which God provides for you. Number three, of I shall not want, part three, you shall build a house. Part four, you shall have food and raiment. Part five, you shall not want because of the harvest. Part six, I shall not want because of the anointing for wealth. Part seven, I shall not want because of the gospel. Because of the gospel. Now, Psalm 23 verse number one, what does it say? The Lord is my enemy. The Lord is my shepherd. I will be hungry. I will be in need. I will need food. I shall need. I shall want. I shall pray for. I shall fast for. I shall not want. You know something? There are enough miracles around for you to soften your heart today and believe. Don't think about how things can happen. Don't, I'm not asking you to think about it because if you ask me to think about it, I cannot explain. I can only preach the word of God. Like Dr. Cho was explaining when he came, when he started his church and uh, he had this woman uh, and he told the woman who was very poor, she should come to his church and she came to his church and his church was very poor and she saw that his church was as poor as she was, you know, and she said God will provide. He did not have an explanation. You understand? So God does not expect us to explain. He expects us to believe. Okay? So don't get out of God's blessing by not believing. Don't ask me about explanations. As many as receive and as many believe, he gave them power. Power comes to people who believe in things. So I'm asking you today to believe in things. Believe in things. I say believe things. When I say something big, just believe the big things that are being said. 
when I say that your car is being manufactured, don't think about don't think about your salary, your house, your income, and what no, I'm asking you to believe. I believe I'm surrounded by millionaires. Most most of the most of the people who come and you see, I'm not in the physical, I'm not surrounded by millionaires. But I am saying something. Many years ago, many years ago, I was learning how to sign my signature and somebody asked me, I was very complex signature. Somebody asked me, why do you sign? What is this? What, what is it? Because when, when I sign, you can't even see my name in it. So the person asked me, why? I said, because it is a millionaire signature. I was, I was a student in school. I said, I'm a millionaire. And it's a millionaire signature. Now, I remember when we bought a building some away, we paid 1.45 million United States dollars. And I was giving the authority for that million to go here. Or to, I say unto million go and it goeth. And I say come and it cometh. Is that not a millionaire? My signature was work. My signature is my authority and my command. I say to million go and it goeth. I say come and it cometh. Oh yeah. I believe I'm going to command more millions around. So, million, move here. Million, come. You don't have to believe. It doesn't include your faith. It's, I believe and that's all. Those who believe will be part. When I say I am surrounded by millions, it means that eh, the person who opens the door to my car will be a millionaire. The person I'm sitting in the car with is a millionaire. The person who takes his phone to ring me is a millionaire. The person who says bye-bye is a millionaire. When Yongicho came, one brother was telling me, he said, you see those guys sitting in the hotel there? When they see Dr. Cho, they 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 balance. Just they very they look very, 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 very humble kind of people. He pointed to me. See, this guy there, he's worth two hundred million dollars. You see that guy, that guy who does his face like this, he's just quietly sitting in the hotel, to about three hundred million dollars. Millions of dollars. That is the that is the <laughs> the wealth of those guys. Those are the people around him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It will happen practically for you to see. <laughs> One day you take your phone and ring me and remember that I told you you'd be a millionaire. Say, hey, me, I'm a millionaire. I'm ringing Bishop. Say, wow. It's good. One day a brother called me from his house. And he said to me, I've moved into my house. He said, I remember. Many years ago, you told me you will move into your own house. You will live in, I am in my own. He said, I wanted to call you to tell you that it has come to pass. It shall come to pass practically in your life. Now, you shall know. Today is very short. So please, believe me, it's very, very, very short. So don't go to sleep on me at all. Just stay with me for 10 minutes and then we'll be out of here. I am telling you that you will never lack. God is going to supernaturally look after you because of the gospel of Jesus Christ what what is the gospel of Jesus Christ what is this gospel what is this gospel turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 
1 Corinthians chapter 9. Now, sometimes when people provoke us, we start to explain who we are. You have to say, do you know who I am? I am this, I am that, I am that. If it were not for that, I would not even know you or you would not even have seen my face. Paul experienced such a situation. And in chapter 9, he started to say so many things, but thank God that even in his annoyance under the Holy Ghost, he was inspired to speak to us. In verse 1, he says, Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seal of my apostleship are you in the Lord. My answer to them that do examine me is this. Some people were facing him about what he has, what he does. So this is his answer. Verse 4. Have we not power to eat and to drink? How many know that apostles must eat and drink? If apostles don't eat and drink, apostles have no strength. Apostles dead. Apostles can't preach. Is that not so? Apostles must eat and drink. Amen. Verse 5. Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles and as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas? Or I only and Barnabas, have not we power to forbear working? And no treasure, is he the only one who should go on vacation? Have we not the power to lead about a sister? Apostles are also entitled to lead a sister about. That means to get married. Amen. Not everybody has the gift of staying all alone without being married. That one too is an anointing. Pray for that anointing. If you are proposing and people are not responding, perhaps that anointing is upon you and you don't even know. So pray about it. Amen. Amen. But apostles must also marry. Otherwise, they, some of them cannot survive. I was talking to some of the people on the church growth board. They were telling me there used to be many people on the church growth board many, many years ago when they started. But many have fallen away through various problems. I said, wow. The ministry is not easy. Pray for all those who are in the ministry. Amen. Now, verse 7. Who goes, goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk thereof? Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? Amen. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God care for oxen? Or saith he it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his own hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? 
Listen to me, look at me. Let, me. let me tell you something. If I preach to you spiritual, it's nothing. If you plant a seed in my life or you bless me with physical things, it is nothing. It is, it is in order. Because I'm feeding you spiritually. It's not anything abnormal or unusual. That is the right thing. Amen. Now, verse 7 is all we are going to look at and we've closed. Verse 7 says, who goes to war at his own charges? Brother, God has described here, are you listening to me? We've almost, we are just about to say the grace. Listen, God has described the ministry as warfare, going to war. And he said, who goes to war at his own charges? Who pays for his own war? You are fighting and at the same time you are paying for it. It's not possible. You have to be fighting. Somebody will pay you. And also somebody will buy the equipment and ammunition. God has called me. He has called many others. And he's raising up a great work. To go to the nations of the world. To preach the gospel to bad people and poor people. It is a battle. That is why pastors are constantly accused. It's part of the battle. The other day I was talking to one of my pastors. His members were accusing him. He felt so sad. He called me from far away. This one says this. This one, he thought they were very close. They are saying this about him, this about him. And I was listening to him and I was feeling so sad for him. And I was looking at this good person who was being accused. And I just realized that, you see, it's not possible to minister without being attacked. Look, you can be the goodest person. You will be attacked. You try. It's like, it's like I say, you, you are a good person, a nice person. You come. Let's do small ministry work. You just come. If, if you like, even just for an experimental something. Let's experiment. Let's try it out. Oh, come. Come along. And let's go. So when, I, when, he, when he was talking over the phone and so on, I, I said, welcome. Welcome. Then, you know, he said something. He said, his wife said to me, I now understand. I now understand what you've been through. And then he mentioned certain things. When this happened and that happened, we now understand. I, and I talk with them and I encourage them because I've been attacked so much that when I see people who are being attacked, I have compassion and strength to encourage them. One, one wife, one husband was under a lot of attack and uh, he was talking to his wife. His wife didn't understand. And then he would call me and I would encourage him. Then later he was telling his wife, it's only Bishop who understands me. And I was saying that because, you see, I've been there. When I'm trying to do a good thing, and suddenly I'm the, ba- the baddest person in the whole wide world. I get a phone call, put on the radio. I put on the radio, good morning, Accra. And he want me to say, he want me to say, he's a very bad guy. I said, what is going on? Me? I am the person who is the bad person and the whole of Good Morning Accra is talking about me. I said, wow. <laughs> for doing what? For bringing help to the community. For loving the community. For wanting to stay here. 
So many times, great men of God have told me, this environment is not good for a headquarters of your kind of ministry God has raised you up. You need a better environment to build a certain type of headquarters. You know, and I've often said, you know, I, I don't, I feel at home here. I feel, you know, it's cool. Because I said, Accra, which part of Accra is better than here? You know? <laughs> if you go to, if you go to Bubuashi, if you go to Kaneshi, you just go off the main road. There's no, at least here, it is arranged in squares. Everything has the order. On Ake Road, sir. And we have street names, right angles, orderly. But what do I get for that? Hatred, hate. You can support NDC, but if they will attack you, if Satan is using them to attack you, because I'm somebody who I said at the point I voted for, I voted for NDC. Me, I took my time to vote for NDC, and how they attacked me properly. Say wonderful. So now, when I see these politicians, I just all of them. They are all the same to me. I don't support anybody. Can go and tell them I don't support. I don't support MPP because MPP is in power. I should support them. Oh man, I support Kingdom Jesus Christ Party. I support. Have time to support anybody? Politicians have only temporary interest in you. That's right. As soon as you have served their people. I met a minister of state and I, I told the minister, I said, we want to invite you to come to our church. Last week I told I said, I want to invite you to come to our church. So, you know, I said, uh, you are waiting for election. When election time comes, then you all start coming to our churches. We won't invite you at election time. When it's election time, then they will all come and show their faces that they are all Christians. When it's election time, you see, you invite them. Come for inauguration. We won't invite anybody to come for any inauguration. Politicians. Oh, man. Anyway, let's come back to the main road. You shall know one because of the gospel. Now, what is the gospel? The gospel is a war. Battle. My chair is a hot chair. Somebody has to pay for the war. Because God is going to use you to pay for the war, you cannot die. I said, because God is going to use you to pay for the war, you cannot die. Because somebody has to pay the soldiers. Somebody has to pay for the equipment. You know one of the criticisms against President Mugabe? When Congo was at war, that is Kabila, Zimbabwe sent forces into, what's the place? Congo Republic of Democratic. And they criticized Mugabe of Zimbabwe because they were spending $1 million a day on that war. Every day, a poor African country was spending $1 million a day to maintain those soldiers and to fight that battle against the people, the rebels, and what have you. One million dollars. War is no cheap thing. And somebody has to pay for the war. Now because God has raised some of us up to fight. Are you listening to me? 
Because God has raised some of us to fight. It's a battle. God is going to raise some other people to pay for the war. And you are the next person to be raised up to pay for that war. Every time I preach, I'm fighting. That's why Paul said, I fought a good fight. I remember I stood on this platform uh, the year 19, when was it? Ten, about two years ago, a year ago. And I thought to myself, yeah, two years ago or so. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And when I stood there, the Lord reminded me, you have now been in full-time ministry for 10 years. And I thought to myself, you know, I've been fighting for 10 years. That's how I feel. I feel I've been fighting. As we stand here, it looks like we are peace. We are one of the most blessed churches in this country. You see all the books that I've written, all the branches that I've established. We have started more churches than in Accra. As I'm preaching, there are about 50 other churches in this area, apart from Tema, and it's also, I don't add Tema, and all those Tema churches. We have about 50 churches having church service today. We look very blessed and very peaceful. I drive my nice car, etc., etc. But it's one, we one long fight. That's why at the end of his life, Paul said, I fought. I fought. I fought. I fought. And God is going to use you to pay for the war. God is going to use you to buy the equipment. God is going to use you to pay for the radio stations. God is going to use you to pay for the television. God is going to use you to pay for the missionaries as we send them out. Come here, uh, Larry, come. Have you heard of Hezbollah? Hezbollah, where's the people who are bombing uh, Israel every day? No, no, there's another... uh, Hamas. You see this young man? He's finished a university of science and technology. When he finished school, he said to me, before he finished school, well, I don't take people seriously. People say all sorts of things, but I take them seriously when they act it out. He said to me, Bishop, I don't have any other plan in life apart from to do whatever you tell me to do. I want to do the ministry. I want to do... This is Hamas. I'm sending him to a country in Africa where he does not know the people or the language. I'm, good, I'm sending him there to go and live there and to die there. To marry there. You should get somebody from here before he goes and then <laughs> marry there. <laughs> I hope you have sorted that one out. <laughs> so he's going to war. You get it? We, we, we are sending him to war. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's going to pay for that? Who's paying for that? Who is going to pay? Who's got the payment? Who's got the payment? We got the payment. Who's got the payment? Who's got the money? So, to send a warrior to go to a country and fight. I was talking to one of our pastors. On Sunday, they have more than 600 people in an African country. And when he was going, when they were criticizing and attacking him, I told him, is it because God is using you? So, who's got to pay? Who's got the payment? Who's got the payment? Now, there are other people like him. I'm just using him as an example. They're ready to go. 
I have one other young uh, uh, brother in uh, he's even in London now. Last week, it just occurred to me. Let me send somebody to a particular country. So I just picked my phone and I made a phone call. I said, Pastor Richard, tell so and so, will you see him in church today? I said, yeah, tell him to come back to Ghana. You see, these people have committed themselves to me personally. He said, whatever you ask us to do, we will do it. I said, tell him to come back to Ghana now. I'm sending him somewhere. So he called him. Bishop says he should come. And he called me. I said, are you ready to come? I said, yeah, anytime you say I should come. I said, come now. I'm sending you to so and so. That's all. He's, re- he's on his way. You see, you may not do that. Somebody is doing that. Somebody is going to war. And I was telling someone, you know, as he was going, I said that, don't be surprised one day when they insult you and they tell you that you came to this country to get money. You are just a money man. You are just after money. You are after women. You are after this. Look at this person. He does, he, he, his future is nice future. He's finished school. He should get a nice job somewhere. But he's going to war. Who's got the payment? God is going to give you the payment to pay for all these things. And because you have a reason to be alive and a reason to finance and to push the gospel, you shall not want, you'll become one of, you'll be, you will be surprised. And I prophesy surprise, the spirit of surprise. You'll be surprised at what God will use you to do. So people are going to war. Perhaps me, you see me preaching in church, I don't look like somebody's going to war. But I'm at, I'm at war big time. Oh yeah. Bless you. Sit down. People don't understand the ministry. But when you understand that your money that you are working for is for God, God will look at you and say, be faithful. I have paid tithes with very small amounts. Adana, you know, very, very small amounts. Yeah, tithes. I've paid tithes that was equal to my food. I, w- I wouldn't be able to eat after paying tithes. Yeah. That's why God has trusted me with certain amounts of money. Listen, if you are faithful, God will entrust. Mark my word. More than, there are more than 100 people here. Very soon you'll be able to give $1,000. You will not even feel it. Who's got the payment? Who's got the payment? Look at verse 7 again. It says, and we are ending. I told you today is short. Who plants a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Now, God is telling you that it's like having a farm. Who is going to finance the farm? We are farming. Amen. Come. Toss, come. You see this young man, which school did you go to? I mean, university. The University of Ghana. Yeah. See this brother? I'm sending him to Dakar. He does not even speak French. He doesn't know the, the language of the people. There are a lot of Muslims. He's going to open a farm. He's going to establish a farm. I said, we are farming. Who plants a vineyard at his own charges? Who's going to pay for the farm? Who's got the payment for the farm? I said, who's got the payment for the farm? (laughs) Oh yeah. We are are fighting. And we are going to win. This Accra, we are going to fill Accra with churches, church buildings. Now our 
emphasis is moving to the metro churches. You see this church, we are going to build this one in different places. When you go to Adenta, you see. When you go to Achimota, you see. When you go to, oh, as you are going to the city, not signboards, buildings full of members. They will not even know who the founder is. They will they just be in the church. Just be blessed. Because it doesn't matter. Who's got a payment for the farm? Tell the person, you got a payment, sister. You got a payment, brother. Thank you, brother. Sit down. Last one. Who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? We are having heads. Heads and flocks of heads. I said flocks of heads. Of cattle. Is there anybody here who has a farm? You've got some goats and sheep and cattle. Rabbits. I once tried to start a goat farm. I bought, invested in two or three goats. And I gave them to Reverend Saki. And he told me that he was going to keep them for me at Winneba. And he also bought some. I was at home one day when he came and he told me that he had some bad news for me. And he said that some of the goats are dead. And I said, whose goats are dead? <laughs> he said, unfortunately it's yours. <laughs> and that was not the last time. Later on, Something happened. He said one of the goats was screaming in eye. And then in the morning, they found out it was dead. So I said, whose goat was screaming? Once again, it was my goat. So since then, I have stopped attempting to start farms. But it takes money to set up your flocks and your heads. Who's got the payment to buy the sheep and the goats and to set up the farms? Who's got the payment? You are the next person that God is raising up. You will pay for it and God will bless you because you are faithful. Stand to your feet. God bless you. How many are glad that God has a reason and a purpose to keep you alive and to keep you going? Some of you will be found in far countries soon. It's not because we don't need members in Accra, but it's going to be one of the ways that God is going to prosper some of you. He will take you to... When you get to those far lands, don't say... Uh, you see, Bishop, things are different here. No. Remember, you shall not want because of the gospel. If you forget why the Lord blesses you, careful now. Some of you are not going anywhere. You ain't going nowhere. You are going to be right here. But the here that you are going to be, your foot is going to be established. Many there be that say there is no hope. For thee in God. But thou, O Lord, are the shield and the lifter of my head. Today I see God lifting your head. I see God lifting you up. 
lifting you up where you belong. Lift up your hand and thank him for a lifting, a supernatural lifting. Oh, masikarimando simbraleste. Yes, God will bless you not to make yourself richer and to make yourself uh, 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 more comfortable, but so that the gospel, the gospel, the war, the battle, the farm can be built. Uh, the farm can be financed. The war can be paid for. Somebody pay for the war. Somebody pay for the soldiers. Somebody pay for the missionaries. Somebody pay for all the workers uh, and the soldiers and the commandos uh, that go out there sacrificing their lives. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you for a supernatural lifting. Lay hands on yourself. Father, I thank you. I pray for the spirit of prosperity and blessing. Continued prosperity, increased prosperity. I pray for millionaires. I thank you that everybody around me is a millionaire. I thank you that there are many millionaires that have been created in this church, Lord. I thank you for supernatural wealth and blessings. Thank you for help that comes from above, from the hills, from where I have come. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Maybe you don't know God. Maybe you came, but deep down you know you are far. You are far, 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 far from God. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to come back to God today. I want to take Jesus. I don't want to be lost. I want to come back to God today. Pastor, pray with me. I don't understand. When you say the word born again, I don't even understand it. Please pray with me. I want to know God. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. Just lift it up high and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. I see your hand. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All your hands up. I see all these hands. God bless you. Keep it up high. Lift it up. Pastor, pray with me today. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. Please pray with me. God bless you. Lift it up high. Because you don't know if you go out of here and you die today or tomorrow, will you go to heaven or hell? I don't know. If you don't know, I need to pray with you this afternoon before we close. Lift up that hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see all those hands. You are not sure. If I die this morning, tomorrow, will I go to heaven? Will I go to hell? Pastor, please pray with me. I don't know what you are talking about. I don't understand it. Help me. Help me. If you want me to help you, we want to pray with you. Lift it up high. God bless you. God bless you. All those who've lifted your hand, come, come to me in the front here. Come, take, come from where you are standing. Just come, come right here. Come from the back. Come from the side. Come from upstairs. Come from wherever you are. Come to me in front here. Today is your day of salvation. Come to Jesus. Pastor, I don't understand what you are saying. I want you to pray with me. Just come. Come from wherever you are. Oh, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come from the back. Wherever you are, encourage them as they come. Encourage them as they come from wherever you are, from the side, from upstairs. Maybe you feel I'm too bad. God cannot use me. God wants you. God loves you. Come to Him today. Today is your day of salvation. Your life will never be the same. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, to the Everybody, I surrender. I surrender.
hands in front of you. Say, Lord Jesus. Close your eyes. Say, Lord Jesus. I am a sinner. Please forgive me for my wicked ways. Today, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. From today, I will follow you. I will serve you. I will obey you. Please write my name in the book of life. From this moment, I am born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.